Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, April 25, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, the first thing we notice is a pretty big down day in comparison to what's been going on in the markets. Not to be Captain Obvious, but let's go back to the title of last night's video, the title of the email last night that sent last night's video. It was all about what follows slow markets, slow, narrow-ranging markets. Well, obviously, faster market with a more expansive range follows slow markets with a narrow range. There's a reason why that was brought up. There's a method to the madness Let's get into today's activity. Now, you see the market closed today at 406.17. That may change slightly based on the official close. I'm doing the video slightly after the 4 o'clock close. And they are getting a bounce based on the Microsoft earnings, the Google earnings. Those two are trading up slightly. So that may or may not impact the market on Wednesday. Doesn't matter what they're doing now. What matters is where they open in the morning, and we'll see where the market is in the morning. Let's discuss where we are now. Let's talk about some things that are jumping off the page on the daily chart. For one, they cut through the 20-period moving average like a hot knife through butter. Okay, fair enough. What was the next thing they cut through? How about this breakup candle low, 407.99. That was an important spot. There was a gap down there. They ended up cutting through it like a hot knife through butter. The afternoon had a lot of persistent selling. The afternoon is not the same as the morning. I'm your alter ego, especially in the trading room. I say that multiple times every single day. And before I leave the room each and every day, I say don't do stupid stuff in the afternoon. We had a lot of profits in our pocket in the morning. Many traders did. Significant numbers. And the idea is keep the profit in your pocket and walk away. Wonder how many actually did that. The next thing we notice on the daily chart is this breakup candle low, and we've looked at this many, many times. 404.55, just below is a gap. That's the last stand before you get into these moving averages and the tape really begins to change. Remember the weekly chart? We had that very narrow week last week. Now, all of a sudden, we're below the week ending 414. The low is 405.97, They're not below it, but they're pretty much right on top of it. Now, from a weekly chart perspective, nothing says that the market can't eat time off the clock and have another leg higher. Just because we had a down day doesn't mean the week will finish here, and it doesn't mean next week won't do this, and then this, and then all of a sudden, before you know it, they're having another trip up north. What takes that off the table? Getting below 404 55 on daily close changes the entire scope of the tape. That's my humble opinion. We talked last week about the market was running out of time. My ideal scenario, and I talked this about this in the room with the live room trading members, which was the ideal place was up at 420 on time. They didn't do the 420. They did the on time. And last week so far marks, at least from a short-term perspective, a top. Remember, we were talking about this breakdown candle high at 420, 419.96, and then the gap that was at 422.14. 
That was the area that I would have loved to sell short last week if given the opportunity. That didn't happen. Then we just move to the next thing the market's doing that we can interpret. From a weekly chart perspective, don't be fooled. They're not doing anything wrong just yet. Remember last night we talked about the 240-minute chart. This was a bearish, flaggish, wedgish kind of thing. A pattern inside of a breakup candle. Riding the 20-period moving average, this would normally result in an ensuing move to the downside unless they were to get above this high here for 1370. We talked precisely about that. Well, here they are. 120 chart, same routine. We talked about symmetry. The symmetry played into a couple of our morning trades today. What happened inside the numbers? Did anybody make money today inside the numbers? There was something for everybody. Let's turn around Tuesday, wake up red. They're finally moving the tape. Yada, yada, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. The bear case in the early going is getting below and staying below 41065. How about a visual to kick things off? 41065 is the lower line. The above line, which you'll see come up in the notes in a while, is 41095. That was overhead resistance as well. Traders in the live room, some of them took a short up there and wrote it down for a nice trade, only to turn around and go long for a ride back in the other direction. Something for everybody. If below 41065 keeps the door open for Friday's lows, which was 41017, a round number, big fat round number at 410 even. If below that, the next place down is 409 and a quarter. Now watch this, back to the visual. This is a three minute chart because I want you to see what happened. They get below 41065, they visit 41017 down to 410. The low here is 41004. And that was good for a bounce back in the other direction. Some traders in the room took that trade and profited handsomely. However, 409.25 as well, what happened when we got there? Another rip back up in the other direction. Many traders took that trade, 409.25. You'll see this stuff come up later in the notes, but this is all at zero dark 30. We're laying out the day. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart, and double-check the work. 8.33. Had a little bit of an itchy trigger finger this morning. Needed to get the notes up early. I had the whole layout really early, so I get kind of anxious. First, let's think about the video last night and discussion about the 120-minute chart and such. We had the bearish wedge deal going on, and here it is playing out. Okay, fair enough. It's on the board. So what's the scoop, and where's the opportunity? 8.45, long before the opening bell. We're still in the buy the dip camp until we're not. They're trading down, and therefore, we're looking for the spot or zone for a bounce back in the other direction. First, they have to get below Friday's low, 410.17. If they do, we're looking at a buy situation beginning at 409.25. There was a zone if they went lower, but they did bounce the tape at 409.25. You see here at 8.45, I'm still saying that would have been the zone had they spiked deep into 409.25. Again, all before the opening bell. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the charts to double-check the work. Here's your first trade on the board at 9.15, 15 minutes before we're open for business. The higher-risk trade, the aggressive trader. 4.10.17 is Friday low. Many times they spike the low and rip it back up in the other direction. Even if the destination is lower, like, hint, 409 and a quarter, 
This can be a scalp opportunity for those willing and able. We had takers there. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check. It's all in here. The layout was there before the opening bell. You saw the chart. It's all just a play-by-play after the opening bell of exactly what we were expecting. Once you're in a trade, we have targets on the upside. We have targets on the upside even if you're not in a trade. The targets are generally overhead resistance like this. And of course, you can see here, we were in a trade. Whether you're inside the numbers or in the live room, nice trade. Now it's a risk-free, emotionless trade. That's the one we want. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double-check the work. By the way, here we go. 1.30 p.m., 406.60 is the next number below current price. The visual again, 406.60 is the number. You could see what happened. They came into it the first time, bounced. They came into it again and bounced. And then into the end of the day, they sold them down. It pays to know your numbers. And if you're in the live room, post a comment under the video. Let folks know what's going on in there. Let's hear from an independent source about stocks on the move. Wasn't a great day for stocks on the move. Let's get that on the table. That happens sometimes. We're not going to win every trade, but we do win most of them. So what happened today? We had CALM, CalMine. That jumped the first target, but it did hit the second and third number. We'll take a look at that one. Danaher, that was an afternoon type of situation. We'll look at that chart. And then we had UPS. The rest of them didn't hit their entry objectives. Therefore, they're off the board. Danaher really didn't work the way it's intended. Why is that? We came close on the way down and bounced. They actually gave you the deal and then some with coming up short. So we don't want that anymore. So this number's off the board. The next number, they ate time off the clock right above the number and then came into it. Do we want that one? No. Now you're getting late in the day. So that's off the board. You're going to take that third number in the afternoon with time running out on the clock? Probably not. Danaher really wasn't a good opportunity. It didn't do it in the manner in which. About Calmine Foods. Open below the first number, so what? The first number's off the board. Second and third number is the zone. Came into the first, down to the second, bounced back to the first. They gave you the trade. Base hits put you in the Hall of Fame. Wasn't a great trade, but it was a successful trade nonetheless. UPS, I had the wrong numbers in UPS today. I had one, two, and three. They cut through the first two like a hot knife through butter, and then they stumbled around the third, just around the hourly close. And you can see here, the close of the first hour was 177.92. My stop was 178.20. So that trade was in and out within the first hour. Unfortunately, it was a loser. Sometimes that happens. We just move on. Now, what's going on over in Camp IWM? All of a sudden... They're not riding the 20-period moving average anymore, eating time off the clock. They gave up the ghost, and check it out. Here is your break-up candle low right there. Guess what that number is? Exactly, 173.03. Look at the closing price in the IWM today on close. It's a little bit below that in the aftermarket, but on close, 173.06. No accidents or coincidences. That is one of the last lines in defense for the IWM. Remember, we're looking at the weekly chart. They're having a bearish, wedgish pattern underneath the convergence of moving averages. This will generally result in an ensuing move to the downside, obviously helped by the banking situation 
FRC, or First Republic, was one of the culprits today, down about 49%. We talked about this many, many times. The regional banking crisis, the banking issue, whatever you want to call it, it's not over, it still exists. The IWM, or Russell 2000 Index, does have regional banks in it, and that's the reason, or one of the reasons, why the IWM is as weak as it is, along with the regional banks. Here's your regional bank index, the KRE, flirting with the lows, $40.91. Here's a weekly chart that is, in fact, a new low. They never hit my number on the downside to take a long trade for the swing trading folks. They may hit it this time around. I have the number. What about the folks down at the transportation department? How about a bludgeoning today? Out behind the woodshed, shot three times. In one fell swoop, they go from above all the moving averages to below all the moving averages. Take heed. There's no accidents or coincidences. This is my second favorite market leading indicator against Camp IWM. However, this is my A number one canary in the coal mine down over 3.6% today, 524 points. That's a bludgeoning. Weekly chart, last line of defense is 13,742 and change. What's going on with the Q people? Chart looks the same as all the rest. Big down day, heading for the 50 period moving average. There's a gap down here, 308, 305 in that neighborhood. That's a likely target. They're not too far away as we speak. Anything wrong with the weekly chart just yet? Very similar to the S&P, not just yet. This is a pullback Eating time off the clock under the 100 period moving average. When you look at a weekly chart, there's nothing really wrong yet with this sideways eating time off the clock situation. Not to say it won't morph into something more. We discuss what is happening at present. 305, 305 and a quarter. That's going to be an important spot. If they start getting below 305, 305 and a quarter in the queues, that's going to raise some eyebrows that could promote some additional selling. I would put that number on a sticky note. That's a support area, but if they give it up, look out. Just as you'd expect with the XLF today, with everything down, the financials and across the board, the XLF was struggling down 1.5%, heading for this 20-period moving average. Did they fill the gap today? 32.56. Yes, they did. Low of day, 32.56. Funny how that works. And your weekly chart in the XLF is one of these bearish, wedgish type of situations. Now, it could do this for a while, or it could break down at any point in time. And once it breaks down below this bottom trend line, that's a warning signal. It's like a flare up in the air. It's an SOS. What about the Philadelphia Semiconductor Index? Smash mouth. Guess what? bludgeon down over 3%. They never hit my number on the upside. They've reversed. 237.50, 237.60 is the next target on the downside. If the market's weak at all tomorrow, they should get there. Remember the weekly chart. If they give up, and this is on weekly close, if they pop back up and by the end of the week, they're above the 100 period moving average, that's okay. This was a pullback, a test, and that would produce a tail, and that would produce another rally to the upside. If, it's a big if, we don't know they will do that, watch out for that. A lot depends on where they close this week and whether or not 
They give up this 100-period moving average. That will be another flare up in the air. Shot across the bow, SOS signal. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I am David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.